Welcome back to Masech Yavamos. This week we're going to be learning Masech Yavamos Daf Tzadi Hey as we make our way through the parak of Ha'isha Rabbah and try to um, understand some of the uh, the intricacies of the uh, the Arayos over here, the Shnios Arayos, and many of these complicated cases uh, that the Gemara uh, that the Gemara presents. So the mission on the previous Daf taught us about a man whose wife travels abroad. She goes to Medina Sayam. Purpose of travel is irrelevant. And witnesses come and witnesses testify to this man that his wife died while she was in Medina Sayam. He goes ahead and he marries his um, his sister-in-law. He marries his ex-wife's, or his late wife's, rather, sister, um, which is referred to in Allah as Achus Ishto. And uh, she is permitted to him after uh, after his wife's death. And his wife subsequently returns. She comes back. And the Gemara tells us that his wife is permitted to return to him because his marriage to her sister was not effective because of the pre-existing Isser of Achus Ishto. So basically, what we learn is, is that when uh, a husband's wife goes to Medina Sayam, so she is still alive as a result of her being still alive. The Mishnah doesn't describe anything about the level and the quality of Edus that exists in this particular situation. Since she's still alive, he's been over on Achus Ishto for sure, but the uh, original uh, his original wife, who is B'medina Sayam, is not going to be a surah to him as a result of him being Boel, one of the Arayos. So what comes out of the Gemara is that when one marries his wife's sister, even Bemezid, his wife does not become a suited to him. So the Gemara then tries to figure out and, 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 and uncover why it is and why that would be true. So the Gemara goes on to teach, based on a Pasuk, in Parshas Naso, that we have the word Osa. The word Osa comes and the Gemara teaches us that her going ahead and sleeping with somebody else, being with somebody else, will asser her from her husband, but her sister sleeping with her husband, so he will not... Uh, he, the husband, will not be usher uh, at that point. Basically, her sister's bia cannot usher her herself. And again, these are some of the intricacies of uh, the differences between the man's role in a halachic marriage, the women's role in a halachic marriage, and who uh, is going to be usher or asura to you, depending on whether or not you are a man or depending on whether or not you are a woman. So the Gemara picks up on this and the Gemara begins to discuss many of the arayos that are asura to you as a result of your initial marriage. The first case that our Gemara describes is a case of Haba al-Chamoso. The Gemara goes on to discuss of a case of a man who goes ahead and uh, begins to have a relationship with his mother-in-law. Beshama and Beisel on this Gemara both agree that as a result of the relationship that you have with your mother-in-law, so you're going to be asura to be with your wife, you're asura to stay married to your wife. But they disagree with regard to living with your wife's sister. Beishamai says he disqualifies his wife from remaining married to him after this illicit relationship. And Beisil says, no, he doesn't disqualify her from being married to him. Rabiosi comes along and says the Machlokas is about, um, the Machlokas rather, uh, about mother-in-law is what happens as a result of the sister-in-law. So your wife is a, for sure going to be Asura to you. But when it comes to a mother-in-law, Beishamai apostles your wife from you and Beisil doesn't disqualify her your wife from remaining your wife. So according to Basil, in this case of Habal Chamoso, Basil is going to be more makel, and Basil is not going to disqualify your wife from remaining your wife as a result of your relationship with your mother-in-law. Serbiosi goes on to prove this uh, uh, a man that sleeps with his wife's sister does not passel his wife to him based on a Kava Homer that's rooted in the fact that they both get married. So she asters him 
only to her relatives. He ossered her to the rest of the world, being that he can marry more than one woman. We'll speak about it in a few minutes, the cherem of Rabbeinu Gershom. But when a man gets married to a woman, so he ossers the woman to the rest of the entire world. But Delraisa, she does not ossur him to the rest of the world. She just ossurs him to the Arayos. So what Rabbi Yossi describes over here is this level of psul in this relationship, depending on, uh, again, uh, what level the man and what level the woman have uh, in um, in uh, uh, their asurim to other people to whom they could get married to. So Gemara tries to understand the logic of Rabbi Yehuda, where Rabbi Yehuda said that someone who is Boal, his mother-in-law, so that's going to prohibit his wife to him. And the Gemara concludes that halacha is like Rabbi Yossi on this front uh, and not like Rabbi Yehuda, that according to Rabbi Yossi, uh, a man who sleeps with his wife's sister does not passle his wife, uh, does not passle his wife to him. So this is actually a real life Shaila. The Nodabi Yehuda received the following Shaila in Mahadura Kama in Simon Lamed Hay, and the following Shaila was posed to the Nodabi Yehuda. Now, I don't know if this was a uh, Shaila that, uh, that made its rounds or this was a Shaila that potentially the Nodabi Yehuda, you know, uh, made up. But when you hear the Shaila, it, uh, it actually is this exact question. So the Nodabi Yehuda was approached by a guy in, uh, in the yeshiva who was boarding at the home of his kala. He was living in his, uh, in his fiance's house and he approaches the Nodabi Yehuda and he told the Nodabi Yehuda that during the time he was uh, living uh, in his uh, in his uh, in his kala's house, in his in-laws' house. So he went ahead and he had an affair with his future mother-in-law, which is obviously uh, usher on many different levels. This reminds me of the uh, of the uh, the famous comment with regards to uh, with regards to eating matzah. Uh, at the beginning of Pesach, where we describe somebody who eats matzah uh, too early as somebody who's boel arisaso bebeis chamav, somebody that uh, jumps the gun on the relationship that they're going to have with their future uh, with their future spouse, that uh, they're living in their beis chamav, they're living in their uh, in their in laws' home, and uh, this yeshiva guy asks the Nodabi Yehuda the following question: Is he obligated to go ahead, and is he obligated to tell his future? Uh, his future father-in-law about this relationship that he was having with his future father-in-law's wife, his future mother-in-law. So the Shaila goes back to the sugya of Kavod Abrios Docha Lo Sase Sheba Torah, that when we have a situation uh, of Kavod Abrios, a situation where something would be so humiliating that it's going to push away, it's going to be Docha, any Lo Sase Sheba Torah. So this would for sure be a uh, a losase. For sure, there's an element, there's an aspect of kavod abrios over here, and that we don't want uh, the uh, the husband to know. We don't want this uh, this, uh, this 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 husband who's about to marry off his daughter to understand the fact that his future son-in-law had a relationship with uh, with his wife throughout this uh, this final process in the uh, in the dating leading up to the uh, leading up to the marriage. And he goes and asks the Nodu Yehuda what to uh, what to do in such a circumstance and how to uh, how to go ahead and how to uh, how to do tshuva and whether or not she is going to be uh, the mother-in-law is going to be asura to the uh, to the father-in-law. So the Nodu Yehuda responds that with regards to tshuva, it would be nearly impossible. That even if you lived shnos misushelach, even if you lived the amount of years in nine hundreds of years like Mr. Shelach lived, you couldn't do enough tshuva for the, uh, the egregious nature of the sin that you, uh, that you committed. You're better off just doing charata, kabbalah, ala asid, all of the different elements that go into the tshuva process, um, and, uh, and uh, that would be it. But the Nodim Yehuda responds that 
throughout this, the kala would for sure be uh, the kala would for sure be muteras to him, even though he was uh, having a relationship with the kala's mother. It happens to me that the divrei chaim of Sans also has the same shaila. He quotes this no to be Yehuda that we uh, that we just uh, brought up, and we have this shaila about a man going and telling his future father-in-law about having a relationship with his future mother-in-law. She was Ashes Ish Shemizana Baratzon, which is the language that's used. She uh, willingly uh, was uh, was over on uh, on cheating on her husband, and she should become Asura Labaila. She should become Asura to her husband, to the father-in-law of this uh, of this future chassan. And discussing it with the Divrei Chaim, the Divrei Chaim thought it would be a terrible pagam, like the Nodabi, who then covered Abrios, to go ahead and to reveal this to his father-in-law, which uh, was against the Nodabi, who the Nodabi, who thought you had to reveal it. The Divrei Chaim of Sans thought you did not have to reveal it. The Nodabi, who thought that being Boel Chamoso was not just an Isser of Bin Adam Lamakom, but really a Bin Adam Lamakom problem. And the reason, according to the Nodabi, who that you have to go ahead and reveal this to your future father-in-law is that we know that based on the Rambam and based on the Gemaras in the, uh, in the, uh, the, pays of Meseches Yuma, that person doesn't receive kapara for a isser or a mitzvah, bin adam lachaviro, ad eschaviro, until you go ahead and until you ask your friend for forgiveness. So you would have to go ahead and you would have to reveal what it is that you, uh, what it is that you did. So according to the Nod of Yehuda, you would have to go ahead and you would have to come clean and you would have to tell your, uh, your future father-in-law. Now, I don't know if uh, your future father-in-law now wants you to marry his daughter, being that, uh, you know, you were responsible for his wife uh, having been cheated uh, uh, on him. But nonetheless, says the no de Yehuda, you would have to go ahead and you would have to tell your future father-in-law. So the Gemara then goes on to discuss all of the other illicit relationships that come up as a result of the relationship with your wife. Before you got married to your wife, so your wife's sisters were all muteris to you, your mother-in-law was muteris to you, assuming that she was uh, no longer married to, uh, to your father-in-law. All of the other relationships that you're uh, that your wife brought on as a result of you marrying her. So all of those relationships are going to be, uh, all of those relationships are going to be Asura. And the Gemara is trying to discuss what role uh, a husband being married to a wife, Ruvain being married to Sarah, is going to have on Sarah's sisters while Sarah is still married and also while Sarah goes ahead and while Sarah passes away. So at the top of Tzadi hey. Ahmed Bez, the Gemara discusses what the Mishnah concluded with in the name of Rabbi Yossi, that anybody that disqualified uh, others disqualifies himself and vice versa. Now, this is a very cryptic statement uh, that, the, uh, that the Mishnah presents. The Gemara offers numerous suggestions as to what it was that he was trying to teach and offers numerous suggestions as to the machlokes between Rabbi Yossi, who suggests... Um, who, who, who offers this statement, and the Tanakama who holds that a man, after learning of his wife's death, goes ahead and marries his wife's sister, and his wife later reappeared, he can return to his, um, he can return to his wife. That was the approach of the Tanakama. So the Gemara presents a case uh, over here where Ruvain is allowed to go back to his wife, even though he was married to his wife's sister on an interim basis, Be'isr. The relationship, while his wife was with Medina Sayam, was certainly not a relationship that was Be'heter. And even if his wife's sister was also 
uh, in a similar situation. So not only did, which is a scenario which we'll explain in a second, but not only did Ruvain's wife go to Medina Sayam, but his wife's sister's husband also went to Medina Sayam. So we have a case of, let's say Ruvain is married to Sarah and Shimon is married to Rachel. So let's say Ruvain's wife, Sarah, goes to Medina Sayam and Rachel's husband, Shimon, goes to Medina Sayam and the rumors come back that both spouses uh, have passed away, that Rachel um, remains and that Ruvain remains, that Sarah has passed away and that Shimon has passed away. So they should be allowed to get married to one another. So what happens uh, What happens now? So depending on the level of edus as a result of this relationship is going to determine who's asura to who, who's prohibited to who, and who is muteris to who. So we have two potential reports, two potential uh, 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 testimonies that came back. So report number one is that two witnesses came. We have Shnayim Edim and told Ruvain, your wife died, Sarah, and he went and he goes and he marries his wife's sister. That's the case we've been dealing with. The second report that comes back is that an aide comes and told, uh, tells Ruvain, uh, tells Ruvain's wife's sister that her husband died also. Tells Rachel that Shimon also died. So there's no Achos Isha or Ashes Ish because they are both presumably dead. So once they're presumably dead, they become Muteris to one another. But poof, then they show back up, the Gemara describes. So the Tanakhama said there's no problem for Ruvain to go back and live with his wife. But Rabiosi says that here it's not so simple. In this case, his wife's sister uh, that he was married to is not going to be allowed to go live with her original husband. So based on this, Rabiosi argues that if the whole story is causing is causing her to be usher to her husband, it should also cause the other relationship to be usher. But Rabiosi's language wasn't clear, which is what the next lines in the Gemara try to deal with. And what comes out is that a case in which uh, in a ca- uh, the case in which the man can't disqualify others is where he and the sister married on the edus of two witnesses. In that case, Rabiosi agrees with the Tanakama that he's allowed to remain married to the first wife. However, when he right, the the the, the reasoning is because the Shnayim Edim are valid enough witnesses. However, when he and the sister relied on the edus of one person, Rabiosi maintains that just as he prohibits the sister from remaining married to her husband, so too, says Rabiosi, he is going to be prohibited to remain married to his wife. And there was another Shaila that came to the Nodibu who did the Shaila was as follows. We have a man whose wife goes out to Medina Sayam. He hasn't heard from her. And he thought to himself, I know that we, we have this, this existence of what's called the Chirim Dira Benu that a husband is allowed, uh, was allowed rather, to marry more than one, uh, more than one spouse. Now, uh, now, as a, uh, now, as a, um, now uh, 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 that she is gone, now that she is gone, what happens is, is, uh, is he's curious. He asks to know the Behuda, just how or is it? Just how stringent is this cherem of uh, is this cherem of Rabbeinu Gershom? And he wants to go ahead and he wants to get remarried. The Nod Behuda was very machmir. However, if there was even an eight echad that somebody was nifteris, even if there was an eight echad that somebody died, so he uh, leaned to going ahead and being mekel. And ultimately, when all the dust settles, Shulchan Aruch paskins in Evan Haizer, Simon Yud Zayin. Uh, 
uh, nun vav, that if a man went overseas and they tell his wife that he died and she remarried and her husband returns, whether she married according to one or two witnesses, she must go ahead and she must leave both men. And the Ramah says that even if she did not have Bia with the latter, she still needs to get uh, to receive a get from both. And this Shulchan Aruch uh, describes the case of the woman whose husband went Lamedina Sayam. And what our Gemara here is trying to describe once again, are all of these cases in which uh, we have these illicit relationships that are dependent on an initial uh, permissible relationship, what happens as a result of them, and uh, all of the, uh, all of the, um, all that comes along with uh, relationships in which we have two Aidim, we have a Beisdin, we have one aid, we have no Aidim perhaps, like the Shaila with the Nodeb Yehuda. And all of, these, uh, all of these relationships that come as a result of one being married to, uh, one being married to one's wife, obviously in a totally Muteras type of way. And that rounds up. Sechsivamos daf tzadi hey daf ninety five over here with all of these discussions regarding the uh, the shnios your wife's relatives uh, who have now become usher to you as a result of your marriage to her that is mesechsivamos daf tzadi hey.